0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. And this week was actually a very special week for me. Um, Last Friday, not this Friday, the previous Friday or Thursday, it was a 15-year birthday for me. Um... I don't look 15, eh? <laughs> I wish it was still 15. There was, would have been a lot of things that, uh, if it was annually, that I could still have done. But yeah, it's not annually, it's spiritually. The Lord came to save me in this, in this congregation when we're still in the DF Milan building. Uh, some of you guys might have been at DF Milan earlier this year. We used to fill that place up many Sunday evenings. It was, it was just so precious. And I was invited by a believing friend, and that evening I ran forward. I just left all the bags and all the stuff, and I got another chance, and I believed Jesus, and my life was transformed. Um, you see, there's there's a lot of people that that believe in God, but there's few people that believe God. You see, when you go around, you see many people would say, yes, I believe God believe in God but very few people believe God and that that's part of what he was telling me this this week was really to trust his word and even this morning as as the words disappeared I would really like to encourage each one of you to really to get to know the word of God because when those times come and the words maybe disappear on the screen over there that you go back to the word of God. Isn't that special that God gave us His Word? He gave us physically His Word that we can go back to. That's really, really precious. This morning, is the slides working? Okay. Believing. The title of the sermon this morning is, is Believing Believers. But before we, before we get there, I would like to just read a scripture in Proverbs 13, verse 12. And I was preparing for a staff devotional. Some of you might not know who I am. I'm Eugene. Maybe it's a bit late to introduce myself. But um, I've got the privilege of working with the the staff in, in Stellenbosch. I've joined the, the full-time staff in 2017, the beginning of 2017. And I'm also... An elder at the Somerset West congregation where, where my home is. But I really love Stellenbosch and it's such a privilege and the an honor to work with, with youth and, and students and, and young people that, that really believe God. I was, somebody asked me earlier this week, um, so how is it to work in, in Stellenbosch? And then I said, yo, oh, it's, it's really great because you don't have to, like, even, you don't have to wait to create momentum or anything like that. The momentum is there. It's just the channeling that sometimes gets uh, gets a bit tricky because you have to quickly be able to channel in in the right direction, because the students are really passionate and and I really yeah you know, I really pray that that passion will will be in all of our lives. That we will have a testimony where we where we can say that we believe. And one day when you, when you are in the grave that they would say that he believed Jesus. But this is one scripture in Proverbs 13 verse 12. And whilst I was preparing for staff devotional last week, Monday, um, I was, somebody brought this scripture up and, It really, really resonated because the rest of the message is also about belief and Friday, uh, Monday's devotional was also about belief. But but this, this scripture sometimes sort of gets in the way and I just want to quickly read it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Now this morning, I'm not sure where each one of you are. I don't know how long you've been living. Maybe it's 15 years. Maybe it's one year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spiritually, I'm talking about. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> you'd all be more than a couple of months. But sometimes life happens and hope gets deferred. And I really want us to just engage this scripture. Because sometimes when our hope gets deferred, it's unmet expectation. It's a desire that that is not taking place. Many of our problems and unbelief come from hope deferred. See, when our hope is deferred, then it causes a sick heart. And The result of, of a sick heart, there's, there would be, there could possibly be many, many results of having a sick heart, but some of them are, you would get very angry, sometimes aggressive angry. You'd be angry at God, sometimes at yourself for missing it, and sometimes you are really mad at, at others. Sometimes we also go into Like a passive aggression where you sort of just like give up. You, you can't hope anymore and you can't worry. But, but the Lord is really calling us back and you see when, when we've got a sick heart, the outflow is, is all of, all of the above. And I want to give a couple of keys in, in this so that we can really see God, that we can really see Him. Well, you see, whilst we were Preparing in intercession this morning, it was so amazing that some of the intercessors, if you want to know what's going to happen, come to intercession. Because God is so good. He shows us at intercession what is His plan. And it was just so precious just to see how the Lord confirms what has been laying on my heart this whole week. And we saw like a cloud that opens up. And it's as if we can see God clearly. And you see, many times it's this cloud that we put in front of ourselves that makes us not see God clearly. And I really believe that He's shining through like a like a sun this morning, so that that mist, who's been like in in by or, or not Bay, Swakopmund, where that mist comes in. But when the sun comes up, then that mist like disappears, and you've got like real beautiful days. But in the situation where where your hope is deferred. Be real about the situation. You see, if we look at the, the life of King David, isn't he like a real amazing example? The Psalms really speak of just how really he was. And Psalm 31 verse 12 says, I am forgotten like a dead man out of mind. I'm like a broken vessel. There isn't There's a lot of those scriptures where you can just really see where, where David comes and where he's real before the Lord and where he just makes it clear before the Lord where his emotions, where his emotions are. You see, this morning we can have a lot of emotions, but I want to tell you that we, we can experience that emotion, but we need to move out of that place. You see, the word of God is constant. The word of God never changes. And I really believe that, that we need to trust his word. We need to trust him because his, his word is constant. Your emotions change. His word does not. If you get stuck, it will be difficult to get out. And I really believe this morning, maybe you are feeling hope, hopeless and maybe you are saying, but Eugene, you don't know what I am going through. You don't know. And you might be right. I don't know. But there is one that knows. There is one. And his name is Jesus. You see, just for me to stand in front of here is, is a miracle. A number of years ago when I, when I went on my first outreach and I had to preach the gospel in a church, I had this thing that I started to twitch. Whenever there was like a a difficult situation, like my, everything would go like up like this and I would like go in like a spasm because of just the moment is too big. But God wants us to believe him because he's good. So let's not, let's not get stuck in that place of trusting our, our emotions. What is your hope? Why so long? Look at what you are hoping for. Sometimes we hope for selfish things. Sometimes it is our pride that gets in the way. Is that thing that you are hoping for God's desire? And I believe if it's, if it's really God's desire and if it's really a dream and a hope that, that He has birthed, sometimes it takes long. But we can always be in a place where we believe, even if it is taking long. I've been in a situation where where I was trusting God for 13 years for something to happen. How long is 13 years? Who can tell me how long is 13 years? It's 13 years. (laughs) It's a very long time. And I remember the the time when, when I was so despondent. About the situation that I, that I was facing, I even went and I wrote a letter to God. And sometimes that helps because it really reflects where you are at. And, and it's amazing to read those letters afterwards. If you are not journaling, I would really like to encourage you to, to journal. Write those experiences and those things that you go through because those are memorials that, that stands before God because humanly it's not possible. But in any case, so I read this letter and I, I don't have it here this morning. It's, it's somewhere on an old computer, but in any case. So this letter just shows that this dude is so frustrated in the situation that he is in. It was my work, rela- work situation that I was in and I was like, Lord, how long, how long must I still be in this situation? And I'm like, but God, if I go now, because it's possible for me to go now, what would I have missed? What is that thing that I would have missed if I had gone? And then I said, God, I will follow, follow you where you are leading. And I stayed for... For a number of years after that. Believe the gift giver. Not the gift. You see God's timing. Is perfect. I can tell you many stories. But in this time. That. That I was going through my motions, it was quite a trying time, and there was a lot of unforgiveness towards a superior that was brewing and stirring in my heart. You see, many times there's character that is being shaped, there's long suffering that happens. Nobody likes long suffering. Who likes long suffering? (laughs) Nobody. I see a lot of, a lot of, uh, not of, a lot of negative nods. Uh, India. They go like this, and you don't know if they're saying yes or no. Um, who's been in India? It's really an amazing place. And God is busy doing amazing things in India. So, I was struggling through through unforgiveness. And, you see, there, there was two things that, that I can see now afterwards. And sometimes, either you don't realize your own sin, or what you have been forgiven. You see, when when... That servant that owed the king money. The king forgave him everything, but he didn't believe that. He still believed in his mind that he had to pay the king back. And that's why I believe that he went to that other person that also owed him money. He said, Give back that money. He was so nasty and he got the guy thrown into prison because I don't think he really understood what he was forgiven. He still wanted to pay the king back. And then what happened? He was sent into, be tortured, into prison until he would pay everything back. And this morning I really believe and I really trust that if there is an area that God is speaking to you about unforgiveness, that you will run to him because he has paid the price. We cannot be prideful and say, but I'm fair. I'm good. I've done all the good stuff. That creates pride. God wants us to be humble before Him. I was spending time with a a very successful school principal this weekend or last week. And the one thing that, that the principal said was that they they one of the most successful schools in, in the Western Cape. And then... He was saying the one thing that they really have to guard was that they don't want to become prideful in in their success. They always want to stay humble. And it was really, really amazing just to hear his heart, just to, to stay humble. And um, yesterday they were humbled uh, on the sports fields. Which, which brings me to another thing. Um, this morning there, there was actually supposed to be somebody very special that that was supposed to preach um, who 's the springbok captain Warren Whiteley we invited Warren Whiteley to preach, but um, unfortunately he couldn 't make it and he had some injuries and and some some things that he that he couldn 't come but he will still come and visit us but the embarrassing part of of the story is that Whilst we were planning the, the the roster, the preaching roster a couple of months ago when CS when just went off on his, his sabbatical and I was sitting with Pastor Heinrich and this is really embarrassing but I love the story because I will never be ashamed because Jesus is my king. So I was telling telling Heinrich that on the twenty seventh there there's this uh this guy called Warren Whiteley that's coming to preach and I think he's like a good sevens player. And Heinrich was checking me out. Do you know who Warren Whiteley is? And I said, no, I don't know who he is. And then he said, no, but he's the Springbok captain. And then in my defense, I said, the last time that I really passionately um, watched rugby or when I still believed in rugby was uh, just before the match of Japan where we were really humiliated. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, so... I don't, I don't know what's going on, on in the sports anymore. Um, I just read the Word of God because that's constant. And it's always good news. He never loses. And I don't have to worry what's happening on the sports field. <laughs> Do I have aim amen there? <laughs> Thanks, brother. So, what was God's original promise? Sometimes it is difficult to hear or remember. What is God's original pro- promise for your life? And what is your response? I really believe that, that God wants to, this morning, bring like a reset. Some of us need a reset. You see, many times we come to salvation and our lives start to change. And everything we start to believe, our eyes are opened up. And I work with a lot of, a lot of passionate people and it's really amazing just to see their faith and how clearly they see God. But then there's something that happens which we sometimes call maturity. But I call it unbelief. Oops. And I was listening to, I met another guy. It's it's really amazing how the Lord uses your week just to bring people um, just confirming the message and what what God is busy doing, and I met this this awesome guy called called devil Schultz. he 's in paul church, and in one thousand nine hundred and ninety six he was in Sirius in school, and there was this one guy that that really stood out for him and and this guy was he could see there was something different about the guy, and he knew. He knew about God, this devil t- friend, person, or, or guy that I know. He knew and he believed in God, but he didn't believe God. And he was checking this guy out, and this guy was, was reaching out to him, and, and they were playing rugby together. And so the story goes that as they were playing rugby, and he was, he was outside center, and there was a loose ruck that formed, and this guy was quite a small guy. Now that we're on the topic of rugby. And the next moment, the opposition team steps on his friend. And he's really just like going for him with his with his studs and all. And this young scrum-off, this small scrum-off, takes his boot. And he just holds on for dear life. You can just imagine this this picture, this this guy literally lifting him up like this. And stepping on him. And Diewoldt was looking at this. And he was saying like, Wow, what is this guy going to do now? Because I surely know what I would have done. Is he a fake or is he really a believer? And he couldn't, he couldn't even watch the rest of the game. He just checked the story out, and he was standing there and he was watching. And in the next moment, as everything came to a calm, this little scrum off said, "Jesus loves you." And it was over. And he thought, wow, this guy is the real deal. I want to believe like he believes. And the next morning, in or the following Monday in church, they get a preacher. And he says that he can't remember anything that the preacher said but this one thing. And he said, do you know that you know that you know that you know that you are? The child of God. And then when geography, geography class came, this voice says, do you know? History, do you know? Maths, do you know? And it's this voice that is driving him crazy. And he's like, man, there can only be three voices. It's my own voice, the devil's voice, or God's voice. That's the only voices that I know about. And when he got home this in the afternoon and he was, was asking, Who's speaking to me? He was thinking, surely it won't be the devil that wants to know if I really know that I know, know, know God. (laughs) It won't be him. And then he said, God, is it you? And then God was saying, do you know? And then he says, but surely I know. Because I know about you. I go to church on a Sunday. I do Sunday school and, and all the things. God asked him, do you know? And then he just came to God and he said, God, if you are real, I want to give everything over to you. And he surrendered his life over there. But the special thing about devil's life is that it didn't stop over there. He continued to believe. He continued and you can see the fruits that is in devil's life. That fruits come from believing. If you go to books. They've got a game that they develop now, Diewoldt and his wife, called Eagle and Truth. Who has heard of that game? One person. It only launched last week, so you on it. <laughs> and this game, they play with people that don't believe. And people come to salvation. He sent me some pictures on Friday of, of how they just use this game to reach out in the community and special Especially how people come to salvation. And where fathers and sons really connect with each other. So the Lord continues to use the evolved. Okay, we have to step up over here because there's a lot that we still need to go through. Repent, renew, believe, and faith. You see, when we truly repent, it's God's goodness that leads us to repentance. And you see, when we repent of our old ways, we say sorry for the sin. When we don't believe, the effect of unbelief is sin. Because when we don't believe, we don't have that connection. And it causes us to do other things, to put our hope and whatever it is in, in other stuff. But when we come to believe, we repent. We turn from our old works and our old ways and we follow Jesus. But what brings us to that place? It is His goodness and His kindness that draws us in. But also when we repent... We don't go back in those old ways. We turn fully to Him. And there's two reasons why we turn. We don't turn back. The one reason is because of His goodness and His kindness. And the other reason is because of His holiness. Because He has paid the price so that we can be free. So what is our response in that time that we are feeling hopeless and in the times when time gets delayed? Let's believe Him. I did a bit of a study on belief. It's not that deep. We've got amazing Bibles these days. You can just type in a word and then it says how many times that word is in in scripture. Believe is 190 times and 97 times it starts with not believe. Isn't that interesting? Believe 190 times and 97 times. You see, one day when we, when somebody speaks about, about us, I really trust that the testimony will be that people will say that you believe. Jesus. And one day, when you are six feet under the ground, that they say, He believed Jesus. He believed. Because if you go in scripture and you go and look at those times where it says believed, when they believed, there's amazing things that happen. Because they believed. And we're going to go through a couple of those examples. But before we continue, I was spending some time with a, a friend last night around the, the fire only for like an hour because the children just needed to get out. Isn't it amazing to just take your friends to other your your children to other friends and they can just play their heart out because sometimes you don't have that capacity just to like play the whole time and then you take them to your friends and their little friends just like play them like sometimes they even Beg to go to bed like last night or the previous evening when we had the interns over at our place. Um, the children begged, "We please want to go and sleep." Um, so well done, the guys that came over on Friday evening. They didn't even bath; they they just went to bath just like, or to bed just like that. But in any case, so this friend was telling me that he he saw this clip of of this Indian guy, and so India's featuring again and. And this Indian guy is saying that he has found the secret of life. So what is the secret of life? (laughs) The secret is stop worrying. Don't worry. You see, if there is nothing that you can do about the situation, then why worry if it's out of your control? If the situation is in your control, then stop worrying. Do something about it. But the one that really discovered this was Jesus. If we look at Matthew 6.33, it's not up there, but we all know this. But, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. See, last night, after we went, we left the friends and, and we went home. We went past a, a pizza takeaway place. And it's, our, it's actually a restaurant. It's our favorite place in, in Somerset West. Um, I really like it when a pizza is like thin, like a real thin base. And there's lots of toppings on, and this place does it good. It's a bit bit expensive, but um, and and I also see now that the pizzas have shrunk a little bit. It doesn't fill the box from end to end. Um, and this has got nothing to do with the message. But in any case, so as we as I got out there, the whole restaurant is like empty. There's nobody in the restaurant, and I'm like, yo, this is quite interesting. So the, the person rang up and I paid and gave her a, a, a little tip and, and then I just realized, but this is for a reason that this place is empty. This is an opportunity to bring the gospel. This is an opportunity. The owners of the restaurant, they were not even there. It was just the staff. So I got the whole kitchen staff together. And we prayed for healing. And one of the ladies' stomach was healed. And we could pray. And all of them said that they do believe Jesus. And it was just such a precious time. Whilst my family was waiting in the car, we had this amazing time of sharing the gospel and just sharing Jesus with, with everyone in, in the restaurant. You see, those opportunities are there all the time. We just need to open our eyes. God is so good. You see, if we look at at the Old Testament, there's so many examples. It is as if God is standing there, jumping up and down. Believe, I'm good and I love you. In Exodus 4, verse 17, from 1 to 17, God gave Moses signs and wonders. It's not exactly the quote yet. Um, this is my my part. God gave Moses signs and wonders, yet he still did not believe. Moses believed more in his inability than God's ability. It says God's anger arose. God had to send Aaron. Aaron. Moses got all the signs. got the stick, got the sign of the hand, and God equipped him. But still, he didn't believe. It was really a journey for Moses to believe. Where are we this morning? Can we say that we believe? Not believe in God, but believe. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, in this situation, God got got upset with Moses because he didn't believe. That's why I had to raise Aaron up. I don't think it was part of the original plan but he had to bring Aaron with because Moses couldn't speak. He believed that he couldn't speak. What is that thing that, that you've got a block or a wall that you just say that you can't believe because God is challenging us this morning to believe Him? Deuteronomy 131-232 And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God. The Israelites had a hard time believing God. We cannot struggle like them. We've got Jesus, but yet sometimes we do. Our believing should never stop. Like Deval Schultz, his believing didn't stop. And this morning, I want to challenge each one of us. Let us not stop believing. Let us believe. Numbers 14, 11 says, God is asking how long will they not believe me? It's as if he's standing there and saying, ah, just believe me. Believe that I love you. Believe that I love you and that my, my will and my purpose and everything that I want for you is good. I love you. When we believe God, it brings God's dimension in your life. You see. When, when we believe, the outflow of not believing is sin. Because when we don't believe, we put our faith in something else. But when we believe, the impossible starts to happen. Because we are stripped of our, of ourselves. I can't do this. But God can. And I really believe that that is where, where God wants us to live. He wants us to live a miraculous lifestyle that is filled with faith. Signs and wonders will follow. Two Chronicles twenty from twenty to twenty-two. It's it's parts of, of that whole scripture. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. The singer sang before the army. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Just a bit of context. So King Jehoshaphat of Judah was in like a real difficult situation. They would surely have been wiped out. There was three enemy forces that was coming against them and there was no way that they would have been able to be victorious in this situation. Not at all. But what did they do? They went to God. They declared a fast. They came and they humbled themselves. From all the unbelief. And he says "Yeah, Believe in the Lord your God. This is still a bit far. Believe in the Lord your God. We can say. Believe our Lord, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And what happened? He consulted with the leaders, and the plan that they came up with was really crazy. Let's get the singers to sing. I mean, who goes and gets singers and a praise team when, when there's a battle that's coming? Nobody in their right mind in the world would do something like that. But when we believe and we invite God into that situation, we can praise Him in the midst of a storm that is brewing, in the midst of that hurt that you have. And that's why we praise and worship God in the mornings or before service. Because we declare and we say, Jesus, You are the one. And we're going to pray. We're going to worship after the service. And we're going to sing together. And we're really going to ask the Lord to remove every bit of unbelief this morning. Some of you are frowning at me. And some of you are laughing. I'm encouraged. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set set, amb, set ambushes against the enemy. And that's quite, you can go and read that, uh, that story. It's quite a crazy story of how they just ended up, the enemy forces turning against each other. And they, when they got there, everybody was dead and there was just a lot of stuff lying around. But that's what happens when we believe God wars. He fights so that we don't have to do it. In the flesh. Isaiah forty-three ten to 11 You are my witnesses. Says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen. That you may know. And believe me. That you may know. And believe me. And understand. That I am he. Before me. There was no God formed. Nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. Besides me, there is no Savior. I'm preaching the Afrikaans service after this. And the word for Savior in Afrikaans in the 53 version is Heiland Wow, that's beautiful. We forget the Afrikaans sometimes. He, he is ons He's our Savior. Let's go and look at Jonah 3 verse five ten 10 and another one. Another scripture after that, 4 verse 1, I think. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And then in verse 10, then God saw their works that they turned from the evil way and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. Jonah's story really freaks me out but we'll get to the part that freaks me out just now. But you see, the people of Nineveh they repented and they believed. And what happened when they believed? Their works, everything that they've been doing up until that point, changed. They did. That's how God could see so clearly that there was a change. That they really believed. Because they were not doing the old stuff. And there were horrible things that was happening in the time of Jonah in Nineveh. Jonah 4 verse 2, so we prayed to the Lord and said, Our oh Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish. And I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in long ki- loving kindness one who relents from doing harm. You see, Jonah, even after all the experiences that he had, he still had what? What did he still have? Pride. Jonah was so prideful because he knew how good God was and that God wanted to save but he really believed that they should not be saved. He believed that they deserved death. He believed that whatever, if God saves them, that they don't deserve that. What are the prideful things that are in our, in our hearts? You see, when we come to salvation, we can never be in a place where we become prideful in our salvation. Yes, I know better. Yes, I don't suffer or deal with this anymore. We can never be there. Water really tastes good when you when you speak. Fortunately my tongue is not tight. <laughs> That's a personal joke. <laughs> um so this morning, we are those areas where we have become prideful about our salvation. Where we've stopped to believe and trust God for salvation. I mean, the this, this service was, was started so preciously when we prayed together for our town. When we prayed for Stellenbosch. I didn't plan that, but God planned it. That we can take hands and that we can pray for this town that we are living in. You see, there's so much poverty and so much pride in this town. And the only one that can change that is Jesus. He is the only one. And He wants us to come along with him to do the work of the ministry to go out to Kaimandi to go out to Monster's Drift. to go and reach these areas and my prayer this morning is that we will believe that we will truly believe God you see when we truly believe God we access the supernatural Mark 1 verse 15 says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Believe that he is the son of God and that he has come to save. It's his goodness and his kindness that lead us to repentance. This morning, do you believe Do we believe? Because God is standing there, he's jumping up and down and he's saying, believe me. I love you. Just come to me. I will show you a miraculous way. Come and believe. There's another friend that, I quickly seeing that I've got a bit more time this morning. (laughs) I can share one last story. I think we're going to skip that story. Let's read Mark 9 verse 19. He answered him and said, "O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. At intercession, the story actually came out. You see, the disciples of Jesus went out and they couldn't cast out this demon of this boy that was convulsed, And then, the, they came, the father came to Jesus. And, when the father came to Jesus, Jesus asked him, he said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately, the father Of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. (laughs) That's a paradox, contradiction. (laughs) I believe, help my unbelief. And that is how we can come to God this morning. I believe, help me in my unbelief. Another thing that that also stands out in in this story, because sometimes we think that we've got some interesting perceptions about faith. The interesting thing is that this boy, it doesn't refer in scripture that this boy had faith. Yet he was the one that that was suffering. Isn't that interesting? The... Jesus asked the Father, do you believe? Or when you believe? If you believe? All things are possible to him who believes. This story is special because it does not say that the son believed. Mark 16 verse 16 says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he Who does not believe will be condemned. It's interesting that he says he who believes and is baptized. Baptized is is past tense and believes is like present tense. I think I'm right. Am I right? (laughs) Thanks Tony for the nod. (laughs) He who believes. We need to continue to believe. The last scripture that I want to read is. I want to read it again. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Believe that he is. That he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If the band can come up, please, I'll share one more story, the one that I skipped just now. So, so I've got this, uh, this friend that's working with me, and um, the other day he was, he was really naughty, and, but, he, but he really believes. And he did something wrong in, in traffic, and the traffic cop pulled him over, and he was standing there, and, and he knew what I did here was was something really, really wrong. And really, really God convicted him of that, and I really trust that, that he's even repented of, of what he has done. And I'll really make it sound very dramatic, um, but there's a lot of you that probably also still do that. Um, it's the new laws that that came in. That's just a bit of a hint, um, a couple of years ago. But in any case, so he's standing next to this this traffic officer, and and the guy is saying, "Please come and stand here on the other side, because I can't hear in this ear." And and it is as if God starts to speak to him, and he says, "Pray for this traffic cop." I mean. Who in the midst of being in such a challenging situation where you just sinned and you just feel like so bad. Why did I do just what I did? And God speaks to him and he says, pray for hearing. Pray for this traffic cop. And the guy starts to write up this big fine and he's just standing there and just praying. And then he asks the traffic cop, can I pray for you? The traffic cop says, yes, I also believe God. And he prayed for him. Second time when he prayed, boops, you hear the ears open and the traffic cop can can hear again. Isn't God amazing? Even in those situations where the natural would dictate that we shouldn't engage because we are sinful or we did X, Y, or Z. Our Father is good and He wants us to live believing lives. That's why I titled the sermon this morning, Believing Believers. See, sometimes we grow cold and we stop believing, which is actually sin. We We are sinful. But the good news is that Jesus nailed on the cross. Every sin that we committed, we ever committed. He nailed it on the cross so that we can be free. If you guys can stand with me, please. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.